Welcome to welcome to this lesson on the future future in the past. Hola, this is Lane Santa Cruz, your Ward 1 Council member with your co-host, Liz Soltero, and you are listening to No Tucson. We started this podcast in response to our daily fight against COVID-19 and as another means to share information and resources and with community and have dialogue about what's happening. Uh, Liz, could you tell us a little bit about what we will be discussing this week? So this week, we're going to be focusing on the small business continuity grants. We first brought this forward in one of our previous podcasts back in April when the mayor and council approved the CARES Act funding. And one of the priorities was our small business continuity grants. So really excited to delve into the details. And to do that, we have invited Francisca Villegas, the director for the YWCA of Southern Arizona's Women's Business Center. So Francisca, thank you so much for joining us. We know that you, you know, you've worked in the industry for a long time. We feel really fortunate to get to work with you in this way to serve the community. So wanna turn it over to you to introduce yourself and share this work. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, muchas gracias, Liz. Thank you, uh, Lane. I'm super grateful for the opportunity. And um, I think what got me to this job is the, the passion and also the need for the community. I was fortunate enough to have access to higher education. I came to the United States when I was 19 years old and didn't speak any English. And I started going to school. I attended classes in El Rio, La Libreria, like all these different classes that didn't require to have documentation because obviously that wasn't an option for me to pay out-of-state tuition because we know how expensive it is. So I, I, I wanted to help. I saw the need in the community. I was lucky enough to go to school, graduated from the U of A, and I wanted to pay it forward. Growing up, you know, we didn't have much, and I, it's important for me I, to, to see women become self-sufficient, financially stable, even if you, you have, you know, a steady relationship, you still want to have something, right? You want to you wanna be self-sufficient. You want to be able to provide for, for your family. And I realized that our community, our Spanish-speaking, our Latinos, immigrants, they don't really have access to resources. What we offer at the Women's Business Center, training, coaching, how to uh, start a business, if you want to hire a business coach or someone to help you start a business, they usually charge around $200, $300 an hour at least. So I was like, I can definitely give back. I can help my community. Uh, and also, I want to be a resource for the women in the community. They're very talented. They're doing amazing with their talents, but sometimes they don't have the, the requirements to, you know, to, to run an official business. So I'm here for them. And I, I, that's, that's, I'm very passionate about that. 
Frankie, thank you so much again, you know, for joining us today. I know that I have really leaned on you and how to be a better advocate for our small businesses, especially in Ward 1. We have a lot of legacy businesses. You know, I have my spot for like Pan Dulce, where I go to the carniceria. Um, what were some of those issues that were coming up from the CARES funds with the original process with the small business loans? And and why why did you think it needed to look different? Yes, thank you for um, bringing that up. Before I go into what were the challenges, I want to say that our community was impacted. I mean, it was, it's still like, I'm getting calls. I have $7 in my bank account. I don't have enough to make it through the week. These are the businesses that we love, that we love to visit. But if we don't help them, they're going to go away. Honestly, these individuals had zero access to the SBA loans to begin with. All the SBA loans, they were almost designed for people that didn't need the funding, right? You had excellent credit. You could easily go into a traditional bank and get a loan. So what happened if you don't have good credit, you don't have a bank account? Some of them don't have documentation. That doesn't mean that they don't, they're not running a legitimate business. They're not investing in our community. These are community members. They're, they're paying taxes. They're working really long hours. But the majority didn't get approved. Only big franchises. So when the city started the small business loans, the applications that the uh, lender were using was uh, they were the SBA loans. And I saw the application and I'm like, wait a moment. Why are you using an application for an SBA loan, they're not getting an SBA loan. They're getting a loan out of the funds that the city of Tucson has set aside for them. Long story short, they didn't get approved because they they um, they were using the traditional underwriting method, which means if you have the ability to repay, if you have good cash flow, if you have excellent credit, you're going to get a loan. Well, if you think about it, who's going to help these people? They have to close the business. They don't have enough to pay for the mortgage because they, they're not selling, especially the food-based businesses, hairdressers, nail technicians, um, landscapers. Some of them don't have documentation. Who's going to help these people, right? So we need to do something. We need to make sure the resources are there in the process making it user-friendly, and by having all the information be in Spanish también. Frankie, thank you so much for, for highlighting some of those um, challenges that we were having. And so as the loan program was unfolding and these things were coming up, you had brought forward, like, why not grants? And why aren't we going with like a community-based organization that already has relationships, you know, with small businesses and that can easily be reaching out to the other players? So instead of just going with like this big monopoly, like the Chamber of Commerce, you were like, why aren't we, you know, working with the Black Chamber of Commerce? Why aren't we working with the LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce? Some of these other community-based organizations to make sure that their networks are aware of this funding and that we can get it to them so that it's not the, the typical businesses or the people that know have the know-how, you know, to navigate you know, this, these kinds of like systems. Um, so can you, can you tell us a little bit about how you came to, 
to like kind of challenging us to consider doing grants instead of loans? You know, I'm very passionate. I, I care deeply about my community. Our community, all, all they want is an opportunity to succeed. And a lot of them, especially minority women, they don't have access to going to Pima, right? Or going to the U of A to write a business plan or they just don't have the connections and, and I want to be here for them. So honestly, this pandemic is teaching us, uh, me as a director of the, of the center, to really push these this businesses to have a, a solid foundation. A lot of people, they're very talented, a lot of my clients, but because we're minority, because we're immigrants, because, you know, we, we weren't born in the U.S., they, they hold back, right? Or they don't have access to these resources, like when the, when the SBA loans came about. The, the big banks, BBA, Wells Fargo, were managing the funds. Well, what if you don't have a bank account? There's so many ways that you can run a very successful business, but the way the system, the loans were deployed, it didn't reach the right hand. So, so the only hope for those small businesses were grants. And I know there's people out there thinking, why grants, right? Why are you giving free money? If you think about it, a grant is actually an investment. Businesses work really, really hard. And right now it's our time to show them that we care about them, that we're here for them, that we want to ensure they, they stay in business. I have businesses I had to close, didn't access the SBA loans. Their employees don't qualify for unemployment. The owner of the business uh, didn't qualify for unemployment either. So what happens to the community when those businesses don't succeed? So grants is actually an investment, especially small businesses. You give them an opportunity and the rate of return three times uh, what you invest in them. So um, I, these grants are they're like a luz al final del túnel. Frankie, thank you. I know that um, for me, the reason it made sense too, it's like from the CARES Act funds, the city doesn't have to pay it back. So why would we be making like our businesses that are like the most economically impacted at this time, pay it back to the city? And then just going back to the, the investment piece, like I, I also believe that it's an investment because at the end of the day, the way that the city gets its funding, you know, is through sales taxes. 60% of our, our revenue is coming, you know, from these small businesses. So if these businesses aren't operating and they're not selling and they're not generating sales taxes, that has a negative impact on us in, in the long term. Thank you for highlighting the background. There's been a lot of thought and intention put into how this program has been designed. Can you talk about the eligibility? You know, when does it go live? What can folks expect and, and how do they get connected so they can apply? So the application is going to go live tomorrow. Go to the YWCA2Zone.org. And the first thing that is going to pop up is the application. You just click on it and it'll take you directly to the uh, application. So you need to be located in the city of Tucson and South Tucson as well less than 50 employees and then you have to show that you were impacted by the pandemic how are you going to do that we're going to ask for some documentation 
the, the application is pretty simple. It's going to be done online. You can do it on your phone, you know, upload a picture, everything. You can literally take a picture with your phone and upload it into the application. We don't want to make your life difficult, but we also want to do diligence. So you were impacted. You were in business because you had to be in business before February 2020. So this year, what, what does that mean, like being in business? Something to show that you were in business. Um, and then how are you going to demonstrate that you had a loss? Well, if you had a point of sale, right, you were keeping track of your day, of your monthly, daily, weekly sales. We can see the decline in sales as well. We can also verify where the business was located. Our application is, I want to say, three pages. And we also have technical assistance. There's five of us. All of us uh, speak Spanish. The funds are limited. So go through the application. Do as much as you can. If you have questions, phone numbers 520-447-8911. We will be extremely busy, so I recommend to leave a voicemail. We will be checking emails and and voice messages throughout the day. Do as much as you can. Don't auto-decline yourself. Like Just complete the application and let let the committee, let let us decide what is it that you need. Um, Landscapers, uh, dakers, food-based businesses, hairdressers, we welcome all of you. We will review the application. We promise... In 10 days, we should give you an answer. We should give the businesses an answer. So we need to have a complete file. If we call you or we leave you voicemail or we send an email, please reply to us as soon as possible because we need to have a complete file before you can get approved. Uh, the other thing that's unique about the program um, for the grants is that you're requiring a class for businesses that get approved. Could you tell us a little bit more about that and why that's important? Thank you, Lane. Muy importante. <laughs> I get excited about the grants and I forget about the classes. So uh, like I mentioned before, I run a, uh, for those of you that don't know about my work, we provide technical assistance. We help you incorporate your business, get everything set up so that that's your legacy so that you can run an actual business. Like you, there's so much talent out there, but they're like, well, I'm just making cookies at home. And they're like badass cookies that they could be, you know, at Whole Foods. So I provide all the help. I help you write a business plan. So I do want to make sure that right now I know you, you know, going through a difficult time trying to survive the pandemic, but one of the requirements is to enroll in a class. So you have 12 months from the moment you receive the grant. We would like to have a promise that a promise is going to be fun to uh, enroll in a class with us. That class could be financial literacy. It could be writing a business plan, QuickBooks. We teach time management, marketing. I mean, we have all these classes that you can enroll um, in the next 12 months. So we will be reaching out to the businesses that receive grants to ensure they participate in the class. Thank you, Frankie. Can you clarify, can businesses that had to close during these last two months but um, are reopening, you want to reopen and tend to, can they apply for the small business grant? Yes, definitely, because those are the businesses it's going to help them reopen the business and, and activate and rehire their employees. Of course, we want to help them. It's going to go live tomorrow, 8 a.m. 
go to the ywca2zone.org, complete the application, reach out to us for questions. The email is S as in Sam, B as in boy, C as in cat, G at ywca2zone.org. The phone number is 447-8911. The, the application is going to be open for 30 days. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Frankie. Um, so as we're wrapping up, is there anything else that you want to share that you feel like we didn't cover and you want to make sure that our listeners are aware of? Well, I want to thank you for the opportunity, Lane, de, del fondo de mi corazón. Eh, entiendes las necesidades de, de la comunidad. You've been there for us. Thank you. I'm very grateful for the opportunity. And thank you, Frankie, for joining us today. Um, I appreciate you. I see you, you know, the work that you do, your commitment. Um, and I look forward, you know, to continuing this journey of advocating for our working families here in the city of Tucson. Thank you, Frankie. So thanks for listening to No Tucson. Visit our social media, keep listening on our website, or subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date and in the know. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.